Welcome back to the Company of One podcast, the podcast where we are taking care of the business of you. Yeah, we're treating you like the rest of the world does, like a company of one. All the income you make in exchange for service, that's operating like a business. That's what we all are. You are a company. When you look back in the mirror, when you look in the mirror, who's looking back at you is the owner of the company because you are responsible. You alone are responsible for bringing in the income and providing service. So today we're talking in episode number 192 about the issue of multiple streams of income. Now, this topic's really, really hot right now. It's always a hot topic. People are always asking about creating streams of income. That's never the words they use, by the way. Uh, They are asking about, hey, I want to do this or I want to do this. A guy calls me the other day, want to do some real estate investing. And real estate's a very popular one, but or starting businesses, all kinds of things. That's really all about increasing the flows of income. And I think about it as streams coming at you, right? Uh, Money coming toward you. I remember reading a book a long time ago, and I think its title was Multiple Streams of Income. And the author was just talking about how you generate a lifestyle by having income coming in from different places. So a lot of you and a lot of my audience, a lot of the people I speak to have a day job, and but they won't And they like their day job. They want their day job. They want their day job to succeed, but they want some leverage, right? They wanted the ability to not be totally dependent upon one salary. And especially right now with everything that's gone on in 2020, they want the ability to control uh, the other things that happen, right? So if I I lose my job, if I get get put on furlough, which many of you did, Uh, then I need something to ramp up to generate some income. That's what we're talking about, multiple streams of income. So this episode is number 192. Uh, So it's com slash 192. Let's just jump right in and talk about some general multiple streams of income ideas. And what also, I want to share is just what some of mine are, some of the most popular, and which was actually harder to think about than I thought it would be. So let's just jump in here and look at the uh, a couple of things of how you can generate income. So first and foremost, remember your day job. Uh, don't get so caught up in side things that you remember the bulk of your money, at least right now for most of you is going to be coming from the day job. So you don't want to sacrifice that and to make other things start to flow. Because when other things start to flow, it's like a, you know, if we're using the stream like a water, it's gonna be like a trickle, right? You may make a couple of hundred dollars here, maybe a thousand dollars here, but it's it's not going to just replace your day job. So don't get too caught up in the fact of getting crazy and not taking care of your day job. As a matter of fact, your day job should be one of the streams of income until such a point in time that you don't want to do it anymore. So that's number one is just remember that. Don't don't get too caught up in the fact that these people paying you, no matter how you like the organization, how much you, you want to stay there or not, don't get too caught up in the fact that... Um, 
you're going to go out and create a whole bunch of other money because it just doesn't happen that fast. Uh, so if for, at least for most of us. So let me, let's, let's kind of go through six of the most popular ones we do. And if you look up multiple streams of income, you'll find people talking about buying things on uh, credit cards. If you, if you do a Google search, right, they're buying things on credit cards and getting cash back and things like that. I don't really consider that income. <laughs> but um, so I'm going to look more at the thinking of yourself as a business. So there's six categories here. And number one is providing service through a third party. What I mean is pizza delivery, right? I'm not the owner of the pizza company. I'm doing that. Maybe I'm a personal shopper. Like a lot of these companies, you see um, uh, they have a lot of the grocery stores and a lot of the stores now have these personal shopping apps where you can get somebody to go do your shopping. And you and I can go do the shopping and be a deliver, delivery driver. We could be a driver, and by that I mean a delivery driver. Amazon's hiring a lot of those. We could be an Uber driver, all these kinds of different things, even UPS and FedEx, um, or, uh, that may be a little bit more because sometimes, them, you know, I don't know what their hours are, but I do know some people drive for them on a part-time basis. So there's providing service through a third party. This is easy. Uh, so well, Let me give you some pros and cons. Number one is the pros. They do the marketing. You're not selling anything but yourself. You're just providing the service. They've got plenty of business, you know, the grocery stores, the pizza deliveries, the Uber drivers, the uh, UPSs. They've got the business. You're not having to market it. And I'm saying that and making a big deal about that because a lot of you who jump into business, marketing is the worst possible thing well, let me put it another way. Marketing is the thing you struggle with most. I'm just historically, as I talk to businesses, there's all kinds of businesses out there. Many of them are not bringing in hardly any money uh, that are side gigs and even some full-time gigs that they're self-employed. They're just not really bringing in the kind of money they should be bringing in because they can't do marketing or they don't know how to do marketing, or they don't want to think about marketing. I don't know what it is. So when this other company that you're doing the work for has plenty of work to do, that's awesome. The cons, though, are you go. You also have little control of what to do. You know, if, if I'm delivering pizza or driving Uber, I pretty much need to do it. I'm, you know, you got some flexibility. Like an Uber, I think you can refuse rides, um, and you can pick your hours and do those kind of things. Uh, so... But you don't, you know, you can't be creative in the services you offer. So providing service through a third party, though, is a great alternative. And I know a lot of people who have made significant amounts of money doing that. So, for instance, my son-in-law, one thing he does is a lot of um, soccer refereeing. I guess that's what you call it, refereeing. I don't know. He's a ref on soccer games. And so, again, he's providing the service. He's certified and got the license and everything he needs to do it. Uh, but he doesn't, you know, the games are when the games are. He goes out and provides a service and makes can make significant money over the week or weekend. So great way to generate some money. So the second category is what I would call consulting or coaching service. Uh, some ex great examples of this is Fiverr and Upwork. Uh, and, uh, you know, some if you're familiar with those, um, 
actually there's hundreds, <laughs> but I'm giving you two of them. Fiverr and Upwork are two websites. We'll put a link to these websites in the show notes um, if you're not familiar with them. Fiverr is where you can go off and you, anything under the sun you can offer that you will do for people. Uh, and Upwork, um, like for on Fiverr, I remember there was one guy uh, doing a service, and his he had long hair. He looked like Jesus, and his thing was, uh, and he 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 was dressed the part of Jesus, you know. And he he's like, I will record any message for you uh, as Jesus. So I will record a video for you. For your friends, whatever. So it was fairly cheap service, right? Uh, and on Fiverr, a lot of them are kind of cheap. Upwork tends to be a little bit higher end. But this is the easy way thing to do, where you have um, you have a little control over what you offer on consulting, coaching services. And this can be everything from Fiverr and Upwork and other tools like this to you just absolutely doing it on your own. You're doing all the marketing. Uh, people come to you for coaching services. That's usually how I do it. Um, it's easy to get started is the pro. So if you have expertise in something, so some of my expertise areas uh, are helping people find work and lucrative work. It's got some cons to that statement right there um, that I'll tell you about in just a minute. The other, My other area of expertise that I in is helping people start and grow businesses. Uh, so I do a lot of business consulting. Um, the cons, though, are that it can take time to deliver the service. Right? It's going to take your time. By definition, it's co- coaching and consulting service. And depending on how good you can package your products and services is depending on how much time it takes. The other downside, and I'll give you my career when I'm helping with people with career stuff, Um there is this mentality out there of, hey, I can get a resume done for 100 bucks, And there's this com- competition out there. I don't do that kind of stuff. I mean, I, it's, you're going to pay a lot more than that because I'm actually coaching you, not doing a resume for you. But I do have people come to me and wanting that and expecting that. And so there's this kind of what I'm getting at is there in coaching and in, in, uh, consulting, there's you kind of you've got to not kind of you've got to define the products and services very carefully, so that you're not competing against something that you're not. Uh, but it's a great way to get started. All of us know stuff, right? So whether it's cooking, cleaning, uh, or Maybe you know how to do something. You know how to build something. You know how to cook. You know how to organize a kitchen. You know how to organize a closet. All these kind of things both could fit at the as me providing the service or me showing you how to do it yourself. So that would be providing the service, coaching, and consulting. So all kinds of opportunity today in that. And I'm going to throw this in another category. Also, I'm mentioning it as coaching and, and uh, consulting. Uh, just because it's so um, so big. And so number three is home services. From yard work, small repairs, pressure washing, cooking, cleaning, closet, organizing, like some of the things. That's, I, and the reason I want to pull this out is because people spend a lot of time and money related to their home. When you look at stores like Home Depot and Lowe's, um, and, and related stores, they make a lot of money where people are focusing on making their home better, nicer to live. Um, and, and it takes 
the owner effort to do that, and then the owner gets to where the owner wants to pay for it, such as me. I, I pay for somebody to do yard work because I don't want to do it anymore. Uh, and, and that's so it's, it's this huge, wide open field. So the pro in this area is you just, we all have something to offer. Right. You may not be into yard work or gardening, but you may know how to do something inside or cooking or cleaning, right? anything related to the home. The cons, though, are you are, again, on somebody else's schedule a little bit, and you also have to work on their location, usually. Uh, so that can be a con to some people. And also, you know, depending on who you are, some in depending on where you are, it could be in some inherent risk, uh, you know, in personal danger, being having to be careful about what you're doing. Uh, number four is creating intellectual property. So now I'm moving from things that take me a bunch of time. So I'm kind of, on the first three, I'm somewhat trading time for money, depending on, depending on how I package it. But I like to concentrate my efforts on where... I'm building product. Uh, so uh, on number four is creating intellectual property. Now that sounds, that sounds like a fancy name, patents and all that kind of stuff. And yes, it can be patents and it can be those things, but it doesn't have to be nearly that sophisticated uh, or that cost that much or that heavy. For instance, if you make a course for Udemy, it's intellectual property. That course is going to sell over and over. It may make you a hundred bucks. It may make you ten thousand uh, bucks. It may make you a million. Whatever the case is, uh, you've built it once, and you don't have to keep offering the service at least directly. You're not. It's a, not a direct trading time for money. So anytime you're teaching things, uh, anytime, even if you're doing workshops, right? Which is a little bit time for money, but you you just you get to leverage it better. Uh, so it could be processes, it could be you're inventing something, uh, but the easiest way to get into the intellectual property market is to write a book. Um, so to, uh, and let's, let me make a note here about that. So I'm, I'm adding adding content here. One of, one of, one of my friends, he created a, um, he created a plan to build a cat post, cat tree, if you will. And uh, made a lot of money over that one year. This was years ago. But he had plans of how to do it and instructions. So, so it could even be instructions on how to build things that we see. Um, we see this with uh, Anna White. If you've ever been to her website, I think that's her name. She lives in um, Alaska. She's a woodworker. And she used to, and I think she's above this and beyond this now, but she used to sell uh, plans. Plans on how to build stuff. Plans on how to build furniture. Uh, furniture and you know various things around the house. Um, so creating intellectual property. The good, the pros of this is, is it tends to be recurring income, and some platforms such as Udemy, such as Amazon, uh, will help you market the material. Uh, the cons are it can feel daunting to start. I mean, it, to to write a book, to create a course. Even a simple one, if you've never done it before, it, it can seem like, depending on what you do, it can seem like a lot of work. I know I've coached a lot of people through Udemy courses, and you know what we do as humans, we overcomplicate things. And, um, and me too, right? I'm just as guilty. Uh, but when you watch people do it, but then once they get in the groove of it, 
it you know they get they they understand the process once they w- uh, put one out they can just put another out and put another out and that's why you see people writing so many books like uh, I know some people who write books for Amazon they're not names that you would necessarily know uh, but they make their entire living just constantly putting out books and they know they just have a, they know how the process works to sell enough books and they keep putting books out uh, and it it works for them and it's, so it's a process, but it's creating intellectual property. But yeah, the con, the con there or the challenge there is it can feel kind of kind of tough to get started. Uh, and there's no, by the way, there's no money up front. You, <laughs> nobody's paying you to do the work. It is you're doing all the work, hoping for the payoff later. Later. All right, number five is real estate rentals. Now, I should just say real estate investing, period, um, because there's a whole lot of ways to real, to um, to invest in real estate. I was having this conversation with a guy the other day, and it was like, you know, do I do I buy this big old house, you know, buy places on the beach for hundreds of thousands of dollars and rent them, or do I buy little cheap homes in town for small amounts and rent them, or do I uh, flip them? Uh, do I rent them for for vacation rentals or long-term rentals? There's all kinds of ways to do it, and guess what? None of them are wrong. I know people who make money doing all of them and sometimes combinations of them. Um, the downside, though, of real estate is it can cost more to get started, uh, and, uh, and it can be a long haul before you start to win, especially those people who go out and mortgage the property. You know, when you're making 100 or 200 bucks a month, just not hardly worth it, at least in the beginning. Uh, when you can get the properties paid off, man, it's huge, uh, huge deal. Uh, and it can be passive. I'm saying that very carefully. Uh, not totally passive, by the way. I don't believe in totally passive income for the most part. Maybe stock investing, but um, I just don't. The, the whole idea of passive means... You're not spending every day thinking about it to make the money. Real estate can be that, right? There's going to be times and there's going to be activity, but it's not. Uh, but it can be almost passive. Number five, and this is the one uh, very few people uh, mention, uh, and it's a uh, it's one that a guy's written me about, and let's see if I can go find his name. For some reason, it's just left me. But I'm reviewing a book on how to buy a business without hardly any money down. Uh, Mark, what is Mark's last name? I will put it in the show notes. He's written a book. It's on Amazon, and this is what he does. He helps people buy businesses with hardly any cash down. Uh, And it really works. This is not a scam. Uh, But buying businesses can be significantly more profitable than buying real estate. Real estate, everybody kind of gets. Real estate, you're competing with everybody and their brother. When you're buying a business, you're in a little bit more of a league of your own because people don't know what they're doing. People don't know how to buy businesses. They don't have to know how to do the do the deals. You know, you you and I can walk into a house if we know the neighborhoods, if we know the city, and say, this is a pretty good deal. This is a good house. This is a good place to live, right? That's not rocket science. It's not rocket science about a business either, but it does take a little more knowledge and a little more analysis to understand whether your business is a good deal or not. So the pros is uh, you can generally get much higher returns uh, than all the others I've just mentioned. 
and the cons, though, it can take time to work a deal, and it also can be daunting, at least your first time to do it. Now, I'm not going to go over some others. Those six are the core key for most of you, including your day job, right? And matter of fact, I'm going to just add your day job as the seventh uh, because I just don't want you to forget it, right? It's just so important. So your day job, providing a service through a third party. Number three is consulting and coaching. Number four is providing services to homeowners. Number five is creating intellectual property. Six is real estate, and seven is buying a business. Now, with all that said, <coughs> I wanted to just uh, give you a little glimpse into what I do. And I would like to say all this was by pure design, but it wasn't. You know, a lot of things we, we kind of stumble over, uh, we stumble into. Um, so I'm going to give you what I think is probably my biggest income to lowest income kind of things, um, I think, right? And, and it varies over time. But number one is stocks. So it's the biggest win for growth. Very little maintenance, significant growth. Uh, but it's not something that you're going to start with. If you haven't invested in stocks, and I'm not talking about day trading and things like that. I don't really do much of that. Uh, or rarely have I done that. But just long-term investing, the Warren Buffett type of investing, you know, long-term value, uh, stocks that grow, stocks that pay dividends, those kind of things. Um, to me, that's the biggest win. And this is where you want to be, by the way. If you look at uh, Robert Kiyosaki's um, the cash flow quadrant, you want to be where your money is generating money. So stocks is it, or other kind of investments. So to me, the second one, though, is e-commerce. We have an e-commerce business. <clears throat> I mean, this podcast has inklings of e-commerce. We have sold stuff off of this podcast before, but you know, not really much. Uh, but uh, I, something we kind of have on the back burner to get doing to sell some courses and some content off of this. Uh, so if you've been listening, you've probably been waiting and you still are waiting uh, because we haven't done anything with that yet. We do have an e-commerce business that focuses on the educational side of things, uh, and it makes the it's the easiest thing to that we have to ramp up and ramp down. Like we can we can take things off of sale, we can add things to sale, we get email tracking. So it's 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 easy to turn up the volume and turn it down. Uh, which you're probably thinking, why would you ever want to turn it down? Uh, but it's also a business that we also tried to kill for a while. We decided. You know, we just didn't want to do it. And then as we started evaluating, we thought, what are we doing? We're walking away from people, um, you know, the ability to help people in something we know. We stuck with it, right? We, we came back and we stuck with it. So the uh, e-commerce e is the second big win probably for us. Uh, real estate is third. And, yeah, whether it comes second or third depends on the timing. Uh, so real estate, this is a steady money. Our houses, are, are the real estate we rent is all paid off. We have good rental activity. Uh, maintenance, you know, is a constant issue. Maintenance is a constant issue. You're never done with home maintenance, just like your own home, right? If you have rental homes, it's the same thing. Uh, and it takes a process. Uh, or it takes a 
just be ready to react. Actually, you always have to be ready to react. Uh, but maintenance is a constant issue, uh, but it does come and it goes. You know, so we've recently done two air conditioner, not replacements, but you know, two air conditioner repairs. But there's been a couple of years where we're doing back-to-back air conditioner replacements, you know, high dollar stuff. Of course, on the good side, you don't usually do that with the same unit over and over. So, uh, so number four for us is online courses. <clears throat> now, this is a, a steady income with almost no maintenance activity. This is things that we might do on Udemy. We haven't done one on Udemy yet, but we're going to try it. But we do have courses out there doing other things on some of them on other people's platforms, uh, and they constantly make money. Uh, we're not shipping anything. People are just buying their courses, and they're coming and getting activity. We do support, uh, so there's some um, manpower issues there that we do. But other than that, it's, it's uh, pretty low maintenance once things are set up. Uh, number five is books, and by that I mean writing books. Um, and I, let me put books into a category real quick, very carefully though. Some of them are uh, books and some of them are courses we write for special associations that sell books. Like the, I'm, a, I'm a registered professional engineer, my wife is a professional engineer, and we've written courses for these organizations which do what's called continuing education for professional engineers. And so they sell these courses and we've written some of the content. Again, this is intellectual property type stuff. Um, and it's, we, we, we barely touch it. And it just, they send us checks every quarter. Uh, it's a great thing to do. Also books, we have books on Amazon and uh, we're in the process right now of working with a publisher to write another book um, through this be um, usually the stuff we do is self-published. This will be published by a large publishing house. Um, so that's books. <clears throat> so then my my sixth or our sixth is affiliate marketing. These are companies that we use to sell products. Amazon is one of them. Amazon is one everybody can do. So anytime we do a blog post that we have a link to a book or something, it's an Amazon affiliate link, right? You click on it, you buy a product, we'll make some pennies. You know, it's Amazon. <laughs> but at other companies, when you buy a product, we may make 60 bucks, 100 bucks a whack uh, because of what they're selling. Uh, so, uh, and usually it's, it's products related to what we're doing anyway. So it's, it's uh, affiliates. Number seven for me is coaching and consulting. Uh, and for me, again, my, my area of expertise is professional startup, you know, helping business coaching and career coaching. Um, mostly I'm involved in organizational, when I'm out there talking to businesses, organizational process improvement, getting started, how to move fast. Uh, you know, as, as I like to say, my focus is on helping you get scrappy, helping you generate income really fast, uh, not just to think about it for a long time. Uh, so that's the kind of things I do. Um, I, I've never heavily focused on coaching and consulting. It's just something I do when people reach out to me. Sometimes I go out and make offers and do it, but um, it's just never something I've put, put a lot of attention on doing. Uh, and I kind of, because I do enjoy it, it's really, really fun to do. I love working with people, helping them. 
but it's um it's a little high maintenance uh, to do coaching at least for me now my so i also work as a university professor so where it fits it's number eight does you know where does it fit money wise you know it it depends depends on the year of what's going on with everything else uh, usually stocks is probably still number one um, the e-commerce oftentimes can be up there too so it yeah it, it depends it's not the worst I mean we get paid great money at the university for what we do so it's awesome um, so anyway I just wanted to think about I wanted you to think about your multiple streams of income I'm sharing mine I'm sharing some categories uh, what, what I would encourage you to do is think about how you can start generating a little bit of money. It can be a lot. It can be a little. And, and, what can, and, and always be looking for opportunities. And don't get too caught up in the fact that it's not a lot of money right now. It doesn't seem like a lot. Everything when you get started is going to be more energy to generate a dollar than your day job. Right? Everything. But momentum happens. And as you start, the momentum grows and it's going to get easier. And then that's when these multiple streams of income things really starts to kick in. And if you want to develop wealth and you want to develop serious wealth, multiple streams of income, it's not the only way, right? But it is a powerful way and it is a very frequent uh, path to wealth. This is episode number 182 again, so you can find the show notes and the notes to this and the links I'm talking about at delcallahan.com slash 192, and um, hopefully, that's, uh, hopefully that's helpful to you. So we will uh, be back next week. Love to hear from you. For those of you that have been emailing me that we've been talking, um, I don't have the, my free coaching calls up there anymore. Um, that's uh, if, you're, if you're interested in that, shoot me an email. We can still work with you, but I'm just not, I'm, I'm not pushing that anymore. So awesome. So till next week, y'all have a great one.